Welcome back to the Stronger Business Podcast, where the conversation does not end at the end of the episode. We are here today with our one and only host, Josh Melton, and our resident expert who does not drink layman's coffee, Chad Brown. We hope you enjoy today's conversation. Welcome back to the Stronger Business Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Melton. I'm here with the expert, resident expert, and guest for today, the serial CFO, Mr. Chad Brown. Chad, it's been a month since I've seen you, man. How the heck are you? Man, it's fantastic. I appreciate you having me on the podcast. It uh, feels good to be back. Yeah, it's good good to have you back. Your seat's been a little bit cold here in the last couple weeks, but you've had a lot of stuff going on. Tax season's over. It ended. You gave us one of your Tuesday, uh, Tax Tip Tuesday videos I was a little bit concerned by in the video. He looked a little crazy, like the dude with the... (laughs) question mark suits on back in the 1990s early 2000s a little concerned and i didn't see you for a while i hear you've been in charleston that is the case spent last week in charleston had a good trip a little bit of work a little bit of play a little bit of downtime it was a win i will say though in my defense i took all my podcast gear i got recorders and i got travel mics i was ready you ready to roll i was ready for the podcast last week so we're us not seeing each other last week's not on me Okay, well, I'm with you. I'm with you. So I will, I'll tell you this: I've I've been a huge fan of Tax Tip Tuesday. I really have. I just I feel like it's been done really well. I can't remember the last one specific, but it was my favorite one. I was like, oh, that was really good. And I commented on it. You know, I'm not gonna have. A, I'm a raving. I fan. was on the beach. The last one was on the beach. It just I feel like you've been doing some. You've been putting out some good stuff. You, you look really excited when you're putting these things out. Wait for this week's. Okay. Oh, it's gonna be amazing. I can't wait. A little teaser. So, um, oh, speaking of, did you see Lauren's version of Tax Tip Tuesday? I don't think I did. <laughs> you need to see that. I okay. need to send that to you. I probably need to post that. So Mrs. Serial CFO's version of Tax Tuesday or Tax Tip Tuesdays? Yeah, that's her second one she's recorded. She recorded one last year oh. that it could not be posted. Oh, okay. <laughs> the one this time was a little Okay, not safe for work version yeah. of Absolutely. Tax Tip Tuesday. That's great. So I know tax season's over. You took a little vacay. You needed it. You're working about 9,000 hours a week. Uh, your staff was getting ready to hang you out on the gallows outside the tax shelter. It was a stressful time here. Tax season's crazy. Tax season's wild. It is wild, man. I can't believe you guys accomplished as much as you accomplished during that. It ain't gonna happen again. Window. I feel that, like that, I feel that, like I've heard that before. That model is done. Okay, we can't survive that again. So you got some shifts. That's it was cool. awesome. It was great. Business is good. Tax season was fine, but it is not a model that we can go through. It's again. running the gauntlet a little bit. We got to change some things. Okay, and also too. You know, we come out of it with some scenarios of we had one accountant uh, turn in their two-week notice the 1st of April. We had another accountant end up in the hospital for three weeks with all sorts of complications from flu and pneumonia and other things. So we we were in in an interesting position there at the end where we were down tremendously on some of our key staff. So it it got a little crazy. Well, it sounds like a death-free tax season, though. No one died? No one died. close calls? Yes, no one died, yeah. It's a stressful gig. I mean, nobody physically died. We lost some souls. Oh, yeah. We lost some souls in the process. Hey, no lie. One day I drove up. I thought it was a cloud in the sky. No, actually, it was people's souls leaving the tax shelter. It's pretty cool. Uh, First time I'd ever seen that happen, but I actually knew exactly who the culprit was that caused it, so I felt like it was okay. But in your time in Charleston, you did get an opportunity to go to a, a conference, is it called a conference? I mean, what is the, what does retreat. Sally call it? A retreat. It's a retreat. Okay. Because it wasn't retreat. a one day deal. And it was, um, so I had two kind of back to back, uh, out of town schedules. We went to Greenville for the Brim retreat. It was a three day or three and a half day retreat. And then came back for a day or two and then left, went to Charleston, uh, for a week to kind of decompress some tax season. But it was very different 
from anything I've ever been to as far as a conference or an event. It was uh, – I want to know all about it. Uh, I feel like that the stronger business listeners need to know all about – again, Sally's one of our Stronger Business Summit speakers from right. 2021. Uh, she's a, She's been on the podcast. She's a friend of the Stronger Business Podcast. Absolutely. This is a cool retreat. She's got her niche. She knows exactly who she talks to. And, but then there's also some some people she lets in too. So tell us about the Brim Retreat. Well, I mean, tell, so, uh, tell me about the people that you met there. A lot of fun so, guys there. So <laughs> the first thing to understand about <laughs> Sally is she only coaches female entrepreneurs. So I, through your manipulation, am a bit of an anomaly in the fact that Sally and I do coaching together and I'm a male yeah. Well, through that, I not, do feel like I was the catalyst. Not, oh, you for sure yeah. were the catalyst there. And so through that, you know, talking with Sally every couple of weeks and catching up on stuff. I don't know. Two or three months ago, like you got to come to the retreat. It's going to be in Greenville. It's going to be. Great. I'm like, yeah, absolutely. I'm in. Count me in. I was like, Lauren will come. It'll be great. Sally's great about invoicing. Like immediately got an invoice. <laughs> like boom, paid. And I've called She's got her out. stronger business I've processes. Her, I've called her out on like. before. I'm like, God, like I ain't even got, got out of my mouth and I got an invoice. She's like, oh, because I know you entrepreneurs. Y'all come up with excuses and back out if I give you an hour. If I give you a day, you ain't never going to sign up. You'll talk yourself out of anything. And uh, I'm too busy, blah, blah, She's like, so for your benefit, I go ahead and send it. Yeah, I'm so like, first right, tip. Fair enough. Invoice quickly. Invoice quickly. Okay. There you invoice go. Get quickly. the commitment. Sometimes even before the conversation. We've said this before. <laughs> They're, hey, you know, it's not hey. a commitment until there's somebody's paying them. Boom, invoice. that's right. Invoice got to get there fast. All right. So, so I'm like, invoice. I pay, I sign up, I'm in. And really, we're in tax season. Things were busy. We were out of tax season. I'm like, oh, we're going to Greenville for the conference in like three days. And I'm like, How many days past tax season was this event? Mm, six days. Okay. Six so it's days. like within yeah. a week of tax season yeah. ending, yeah. Yeah. you're so, at the retreat. So um, tax season ended on a Monday. I took off Tuesday. I worked Wednesday and Thursday to catch up on stuff. Took off Friday and then left over the weekend. Um, so turns out, as expected, the more I think about it, uh, as I get closer, I'm like, wait a minute. This is only for females. Should I be going? Am I supposed to go? What does she sign me up for? What does she convince me to go to? It is a retreat for a 100 entrepreneur women with all women speakers and all women sponsors. Yeah. And then there's Chad. It's like, this is a BYO spouse event, right? Bring your own spouse? No. No, no, no men spouses. invited. No men invited. No men allowed. They rent out part of a fancy, swanky hotel. Yeah. I walk in the door. There's a hallway full of flowers and pinks. Any ones that you liked? Did you find some? Yeah, it was nice. Okay, yeah. Uh, but, you know, there's like rosé and stuff going on. Yeah, there's, cool. You know, it's like all this white furniture and fancy stuff. Yeah. I got some potted plants as like welcome basket gifts. <laughs> I got some earrings. Um, this little like, earrings. little like bedazzled thing from a company called Tiny Tassel. <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> I so wish I wish so much right oh, now. Oh, different welcome back! You would have came back with pierced ears and a hearing. <laughs> I would have loved nothing more. Than that. So I was, uh, I was a little nervous. I'm like, ah, it takes a. I told Sally, it takes a lot these days to get me out of my comfort zone and really make me oh, nervous. Yeah. yeah, I was nervous. I felt awkward. I felt out of place. But boy, let me tell you, was I wrong? I was like the bell of the ball. Everybody knew my name. <laughs> Like I got picked on all the time. I got called out from stage by speakers. It was all sorts of conversations of like, 
you do this in your business and boy, this is going to change and that's going to blow your skirt up. It's up, Jad. Like just days of like my name getting called out and like being the somewhat center of attention because I'm the only dude. They gave shirts like I support female entrepreneurs or women well, you entrepreneurs, do. and I wore the shirt. You should I have went all in. It was great. You should have brought me so, a shirt. I should have brought I'm you a, a shirt. Upset. I should have brought you a shirt. I'll get you a shirt. Like, give me a shirt. shirt. Yeah, please do. But it was a. Uh, it was an amazing experience. It was so good. I told Sally, I was like, next year I'll sponsor oh, really? if I'm the only guy. Oh, okay. You're like, there's one there's one ticket available. <laughs> it's one for guys. There's, there's, one for male, guys. there's one male golden ticket. I like ticket. that. So you enjoyed it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I got I got invited to dinners. I got all those new Instagram friends. We're like traveling to see people. It's amazing. Dude, all right. So two things I want to say real it's quick the, about if, if I had a way to capitalize on it, and if I had a way to handle more work, which I don't, yeah, it's, it was the best marketing strategy ever. Well, all right. So that's one of the things I want to mention. So the first thing is that, so I follow Lauren on Instagram, right? And so right. I see all the stories. And there's this one photo she shared. She's talking about, I'm proud of Chad. He's here at this event. He's the only guy here. And I just, I couldn't stop laughing, man, because it's you and you're, you were sitting near the back in this particular. Oh, I instance. sat in the back row. I'm yeah, like, yeah. I, we, the first day, I'm like, we're getting the back. I'm going to be in the way back. Yeah, I wish you'd sit in the front. I man. can't hide, but I'm going to try you to hide. You should have sit right in the freaking front in the middle. But it was a picture of you, and there's this. I mean, there's a lot of people. There's a hundred people there, right? People, yeah. So there's a picture of you, and then there's just like rows of women in front of you. And I was like, that dude, has, he's brave. I said different words, but that's well, to me what I meant. I was like, Chad is brave. Oh, he's willing to get outside of his comfort zone to put himself in this position. There was an outdoor yoga session. I know. I was asking about that. Sort of, yeah. did, you, did you participate in the outdoor Absolutely. yoga? Absolutely. I went all in. <laughs> If they done it, I done it. Well, please tell me you were or you wearing yoga pants. <laughs> no. Come on, come in. I had some short shorts. Come in. Don't be afraid of commitment. <laughs> it's Jesse Jesse Itzler shorts on. So uh, that was the first thing. The second thing really is that I really believe this, and I seventy five percent of my ideas are pretty decent. Twenty five percent are terrible. Ten percent are I'd say pretty good. That's fair. Yeah, you got good ideas. Yeah, that's pretty fair. Yeah, I think that's your market, man. I really do. Like you've done really good marketing a bunch of peer level guys that are entrepreneurs. Well, I think that I think that this Brim Retreat sponsorship is your freaking zone, yeah. bro. Because they appreciate you. The they, rest of us appreciate you, but not at the same level. We appreciate, we don't quite promote the level. You know what I'm saying? Like we don't say like, oh my God, Chad's so awesome. He was doing yoga beside me. But they will they're willing to say that. He looks I, honestly he looks pretty good in yoga pants. I don't understand it, but he looks pretty we don't say that stuff about you. But I think they're probably the Brim would, would they it, would say that. They were so so welcoming yeah and so supportive and like i just can't describe how like at ease i was like an hour into it i'm telling you this is amazing and it's because i think here's the difference you found your people and i don't know if we had a conference of a hundred older white male dudes if it'd be the same thing because (sighs) the yoga session would probably not be as entertaining i don't know that i've been in a room with a hundred people that were so committed and hungry to learn and get better and stronger. That's the piece that like really resonates with me with, with this specific group. And maybe it's female entrepreneurs in general. I don't see that as much on the male entrepreneur side of this, like really thirst and desire and hunger to absorb all this information and learn it and apply it and really grow some like, they want to grow businesses that are like life changing, 
and I don't know as you know for us a lot of times it's how do I make some money or yeah how do I play more golf or whatever well I mean I think that's it so you go to this event and you're there and you're getting this experience and it seems like it's overwhelmingly uh, a great event lots of people feel like man this was awesome probably bought their tickets for next year already stuff like that and, and we would recognize from stronger business summit I, th- I think this makes sense but th- when you're on stage and you're looking out to the audience there's hundreds of people there you see a majority of the women in attendance we're being totally sexist here by the way but it's just it's, it's our observation mm, yeah yeah, I don't know what's PC and what's not. We saw it. It's really not our MO. Um, but we see, you see a lot of of female faces smiling and shaking their head. And like they're, they're just into the conference. They're, in. they're yeah. into the speakers. Mm-hmm. They're, they're emoting, ex- like expressing themselves emotionally, visibly. And you see a lot of the dudes. And it's not that they don't feel the same way. You just can't tell because yeah. the external is like, keep it cool. I think it's for us, especially here in Athens, Georgia, like you can go to the Georgia game. And these those guys can unleash, man. They can like reveal their true selves and be all crazy and excited. But you put them in a business conference, even with the crazy stuff that we do at ours, which is again, it's not even a business conference. It's a totally different experience. But it takes a little bit for the gentlemen to get out of their shell. But this retreat with with Sally, like she's really been, I think, done a phenomenal job of building a community where people are relating to each other. And being able to express themselves, I say physically from the standpoint of they're they're able to show physically that they're open and appreciative of what the information they were getting, and also just in the community aspect of it. And I think for us as men, sometimes we can struggle to do that. So I think it's really cool that you're able to be a part of that, and obviously you stood out. It was really awesome. And like I was just looking, I just pulled up uh, my notes on my little handy dandy remarkable tablet here. I've got 36 pages of notes. Like it, it was a tremendous amount of awesome information different speakers it is a similar speaker model like we do a stronger business summit but it's interview style sally interviews all the speakers um they sit on stage they talk they interview they ask she asks questions the audience asks some questions um it's very interactive it's really as much on why and reasons and transformations as it is on specific tactics of marketing or finance or whatever it may be. So it, it's a really good combination of fuel and motivation, not wrapped up in the rah-rah side, but more in the asking questions and really getting into some change and some reasons, all mixed in with tactics and, and, and speakers that are on the legal side of things or on the marketing side or on the Instagram side of things. It was, it was really good. And I really liked the pieces of it, of the connection of all the sponsors were involved. Sponsors were speakers in a lot of cases as everybody had to go to dinner together. Everybody had like assigned seats at dinner. Um, every hour there was a five or 10 minute break for networking and talking. And so it was, it was a phenomenally functioning high level event where I left where I felt like I had 100 new friends. Okay. So not only do I have 36 pages of notes that I learned a ton, I left feeling connected with other people trying to accomplish the same things, like knowing people on a deeper business level. So the event, the retreat did a really good job of building community. 
You feel connected to the other people in this job. I mean, just to give you some examples, like one girl in Tennessee, she's already messaged me on Instagram about coming to Athens to look at some real estate stuff that we have. She's going to check out because she's interested. We've already met up with a couple of people in Charleston we met. Um, there's somebody in Greenville we're talking about doing some business with. So it's just really like already like a week out spiraling into new relationships. And it's pretty cool. I'm not lying when I say this. Mm-hmm. I think that your lane is working with female entrepreneurs. Problem it's that. a niche. I mean, who else is trying to do it, right? I think it's a good thing for you. So let's let's ask a couple questions here. This is the big daddy question here. I should have said probably the big mama question. It's probably better for this conversation. Um, <laughs> what is your number one takeaway or most important lesson? What's your max out moment from the Brim Conference? I know it's hard. You got a bunch of pages of notes, thirty something pages of notes. But if you're just like, all right, just you get one chance, man, to give me something that you learned here that you feel like is either valuable for others, or you feel like it was the most valuable piece that you took away that you say, hey, I can I can take this piece of information or this thing that I learned, and it's gonna make a difference for me long term. So, two things happened. The timing could not have been better. We and I forgot about this piece earlier. Um, one of these pieces. Tax season, we talked about it at the beginning of this podcast, was really tough this year and really hard. It was awesome, but it was, I mean, we barely survived it. We barely made it through. It was it was hard. Souls were leaping in the parking lot. Well, the Saturday after tax season, we went to Raleigh for a Jimmy Buffett concert, which was really no better time for escaping reality and, like, the whole, oh, yeah. like, Margaritaville Kill Maspie. Experience. She's like, where's Chad right now? It's he's amazing. like, oh, he's wasting away in Margaritaville. Yes. That was my I mean, answer, straight like, up. So we went – to Raleigh for the Buffett concert, left there, Greenville for Sally. And so for me, I got to kind of unwind, relax, get away, think of, not think about some things for a while, show up. And, and for me, the biggest takeaway and the biggest thing where I come out of it, really ready to change a lot of stuff, completely change models, which we're talking about right now, which I haven't even shared with a whole lot of people. Um, even my staff uh, internally on a management level and ownership level, we're talking about it. It's but a good thing they don't listen to this podcast. Really, I know. <laughs> no danger there. <laughs> Figuring out by the time this thing's aired, it's either going to be failed or succeeded. <laughs> so this is a good little uh, public um, announcement here. It's a benchmark. I think these podcasts are five weeks out, so uh, we'll see. Um, keep up on Instagram to see what's going on. Um, but no, really. So many business owners and entrepreneurs just take on business. They don't take on the right clients or build the right business or even charge what they should be charging. Um, And really, I've always been of the mindset, I have to build the – and this is where it gets tricky because it really contradicts some things we talk about with guests on the podcast. I've always been of the mindset – I've got to build the business that serves the customer, Uh like customer service, customer experience. What are they not getting? What can we do better in the competition? How can I cater to my customer? What are they needs? What are they wants? How do we, how do we just make it an awesome experience for the customer? Well, it was really a shift in that. And that's where I think even more so the female entrepreneur, a lot of their personalities in that room are people pleasers. They're trying to build some more customer facing experience and not charging off and not like, you know, do what they want. And, and the biggest piece that came out of it for me is 
I'm the business owner. Like I'm the one sacrificing my money and my life and my time. Why the hell am I not building the business I want? Mm. Like I've got this business that I barely survived during tax season. That's just a mess. I mean, I have eight tums every day for six freaking weeks. It's just a train wreck of an environment to get through because I've tried to build a business I think the customer wants. And it's for me, it's like reflecting, all right, how do I build the, build the business I want? How do I work with the customers that I want to work with? And in everything I'm hearing here and everything Sally and these speakers are teaching, you're probably charging four times less than you should to do it because the customers you want to work with are the customers that want to work with you. And the more you can niche that down and the more you can build the business you want with the people you want, the more you can charge and the better you are at it and the more you like it and you keep out of this rat race factory of a situation. Um, So for me, it was a takeaway of coming back and really just how do we tear this thing down and rebuild this model. So to take what you said and then try to make it into one sentence, correct me if I'm wrong here, you're saying – over the years, we've been working to build the business, the best business that would serve the customer the best. And oftentimes in doing so, we were creating something that wasn't sustainable for us. Yeah, you just create something you don't love. The reality is that. I mean, it makes a lot of money, and it does well. But it's not it's not the building the life I want two yeah. years now or five years. So now. the lesson is, hey, why don't you instead build the, build the business that you want to work at? Mm-hmm. Build the business you want to own. Instead of the focus being completely on the customer and just and like serving them well to to the point where you're like you said you're burning out yourself you're burning out your staff because you're trying so hard to serve the customer well and you're like man I don't even know if I like working here right now so it's interesting you're saying that man and um, I'm going to come back to another question about Brim here in a second but I, I said this earlier today at lunch talking to somebody I, I'm not a good employee I'm really not like I never was I just I'm not. I, I I don't do well with people telling me what to do. I don't personally do well with telling others what to do. I'm like, I'll do my thing. You do your thing. We'll leave each other alone, and hopefully we'll win. That's not a good management strategy, but that's where I'm at. But one of the things, Chad, I found was that even in that that thought of, you know, it's a client, whatever our company's going to serve them, I, I found myself having some clients, as, and great, I'm grateful and thankful that right now this is not the case. But I had some clients I really didn't, I really didn't enjoy the business relationship with those clients mm-hmm. for whatever reason. Some, I mean, honestly, just being straight up vulnerable. Some of them I just didn't like. Yeah. I'm like, Hey, this person, I'm sure people, I'm sure their family loves them. I think they kind of suck. You know, and there's people that think that about you and think that about me. It's just, you sure. know, we're not it's all not every, a good fit. No, you know, you're not everybody's cup of tea. So, um, yeah. And so, but I would be like, this is what I was kind of caught here, man. This is where I was stuck. I was like, but if I fire that client, you and I talk about we have two two things that we want. We want to have, number one, we want to maintain a solid reputation. We want our company to have a positive reputation in the industry and in our area. Number two, we want to grow. Man, I got hung up on that reputation piece. I was like, if I fired this client or if I say, hey, you're not just, this ain't, this ain't a, this ain't a fit for me, is it going to mess up my reputation? And what I realized is I'm letting that fear make me make decisions I don't want to make. Mm-hmm. And recently we've had some opportunities where some of these relationships dissolved and we were just like, man, it's such a relief. So I, yeah, I had a client recently that we let go. And in the end of it, and we should have let go a lot, a lot earlier, but I was scared of my reputation having a hit. And when, when, once we made the decision, like, no, nah, we're just going to move on. There was a piece there. And it took me still a couple of weeks to realize, like, 
Josh, that's okay. If you got a client that it's not the right fit for you, like don't let your fear of your reputation going sour if you fire, if you fire a client. Become your boss. You don't want to have a boss. Why is that your boss? Why yeah? Why now? Now you got fifty bosses. Yeah, now I'm trapped. What's worse than having a boss? Fifty bosses. Yeah, or hundred so, bosses. Exactly. It sucks. So it turns into like just build the business you want to build and, and let that thing fall where it falls. And but it was a again it was a process for learning this thing. One thing too I like about this podcast, man. I'll be honest with you. If I'm bragging on us for a second, is that and I give you a lot of credit uh, for this. I think you do a good job leading here is that we are real on this podcast. Like, we're not talking about BS. Like, we're shooting you straight, right? Like, this is stuff we're truly well, legitimately going through. burn a 50-year-old business down and rebuild it. <laughs> no, this ain't a, no joke. We don't get so caught up yeah. in our ego, like, like, looking good or whatever, that we won't share. Like, no, nah, this is a legitimate thing. And there's probably somebody listening that's like, oh, that's a dumb concern to have or whatever. You know what I'm saying? But we're like, well, whatever. It's, it's the thing we're dealing with right now. I think that's a cool part of the podcast. Boy, you talk about being vulnerable. You talk about sharing and being honest. You get a room with a hundred women. The sharing that goes on there <laughs> is a level we never you thought reach, about seeing at a level, business uh, event or going. You don't see that at the chamber of commerce meeting, <laughs> boy. And that's where like you really do like feel connected and like you get people and they get you and it's interesting. You're like right? I didn't talk about this stuff at the policy and it pancakes is. But, breakfast. But, but, I, <laughs> no. but it is like it's. Uh, I think we are very open and honest here and uh, and and for me taking that to a kind of another level of all right, screw this, like building a business that I don't want to be a part of anymore, building a business that's so hard on me, you like just want to get away from it. Like, how do I just get away from it for two weeks and like drop everything? Or it's, it's also helped me realize not only do I only want the customers that are a good fit or, or the work that I want to do at the price I want to do it, I also, I only want to work with people that I like. Yes. Like, I only mm. want to work. I'm around these people however many hours a week. Uh, just because somebody's really freaking good tax accountant or somebody's really, really skilled at uh, a front desk manager, if I feel like I – now I'm of the mentality. If I feel like I don't like them or I don't really want to see them and talk to them every day, if I don't – I recently read this little thing. I think it's been floating on Instagram, like two beers and a dog. If you don't, like – one, if you meet somebody, if you don't want to have two beers with not one, if you don't have two beers with them and you don't trust them to keep your dog for the night, you shouldn't be friends or you shouldn't hire them. Mm. I'm like, that's like, that's the my model now for yeah. my clients and the people I want to work with as employees. So that's good though on the client side, especially because again, most people will think, well, well, Chad, are they a high paying client or whatever? You know, that makes some justification. Yeah. And I'm like, and again, I get stuck in the same stuff. But I'm like, well, are you really that? Is are you thinking that that scarcity minded? Yeah, it comes back to the abundance mentality. Yeah, that you yeah, couldn't replace like, them. Like you yeah. can't get another client. You know, it's like if you don't yeah. like if you don't enjoy dealing with them, and if they call, you see that it's oh, it's this is so and so company, and it creates anxiety or reluctance to pick it up. Right? Mm-hmm. Why do you want to live that way? You don't even quote it. You're like God. Like they're like asking for the quote. Yeah. Better. That's a sign. You don't like, have I don't to want do this. You can crap. walk away from that man. Yeah. You can I'm walk excited away about this. It's not not back to that whole like. It's not a hell yes. It's got to be a no. No, that's good. And 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 all the way through. I'll tell you something else. Uh, this right. is probably my my second favorite thing that we talked about. And I think we all, as entrepreneurs, especially startup entrepreneurs in early stages, we screw this up so much. I'm I'm 20 years into it, and I screw it up. I got more business than I can dream of doing. We were like die overloaded with business and not enough capacity because we can't hire, we can't train, we can't teach. It's a whole nother episode of problems we can get into. <laughs> but 
Sally got into, you are an idiot if you ever do anything for free. Hmm. Never, ever, ever. No free consultations, no free meetings, no free reviews, no free let me look. She's like, why in the hell would you ever do anything for free? You don't have to. If you're good at what you do, you don't have to generate business that way. Stop doing free stuff, especially if you got more work than you can do, especially if you got more clients than you can handle, because the people not willing to pay you on the front end are the problem clients on the back end. It's just a model that is never, if Man. you try to give away stuff for free to grow your business, your business is going to suck and it's never going to be what you want. By far. And that's huge. No exaggeration. Team members from our company here with us, they can vouch for this, they can validate this. Our biggest complainers, the largest thorns in our side for us mm -hmm. are always the lowest paying clients. Mm -hmm. It is never the biggest clients for us. We don't have a Walmart issue. We're getting beat around by our biggest clients. It is our lowest paying clients that are complaining the most to the point where we started talking about like, well, maybe we should raise what our minimum prices are. Like before we, you know, let's change our model because we get so much of that. So I, I could definitely see that where if you're, you know, if you're offering it for free, then you're kind of setting yourself to sign up clients that may be cheap, right? Because professionals, yeah. because professionals and people that are successful, they know time, my time is valuable. And that if I need advice or counsel from somebody and I want to get it from somebody that's successful, then their time is valuable. And I shouldn't be asking for free. No. Right? I should be willing to pay for it. Absolutely. I mean, it makes sense. So that's a good point, too. Yeah, it's like I want to go see my doctor for free. Yeah. Hey, don't I do that. Hey, I'm just here for a checkup, man. I don't yeah. even know if anything's wrong. Should I have to pay you for that? Yeah. yeah. You got to pay for that crap, right? It's insane. <laughs> All right, third thing. What's the number number three thing you picked up? Uh, number three thing, and this is something I've learned, I've been learning for almost a year now. It This really came back for me from a sales training uh, for Stronger Business with, with the rain, and he really helped me with this, kind of going this mindset and direction. And just continue to just be harnessed and replicated, and we really dove into it a lot at the Brim Retreat, is when it comes to customer experience, whether that's serving your existing customers, whether that's growing new customers, anything to do with your business or your product, and how it is perceived or how you grow it has nothing to do. And Kevin Scott mentioned this in his podcast. It has nothing to do with the features of your product or service. It has nothing to do with what, honestly, you do better than somebody else. It's how they feel. Hmm. How do they feel and what feelings are you changing or making better for the customer? I was stressed about this. This feels easy. Or... I really hate this. It like keeps me up at night. This person's marketing, they can take that away. It is, you never ever really sell your product or your service. You sell how it makes the customer feel. And you got to build your business around the, their feelings and not necessarily what you're doing. Yeah. Like we have the best faucets in the world. We got the best, we're the shiniest faucets. And it's like this faucet makes it feel like home like that's the messages that work that's the experiences you got to create for customers um and focus on the feeling side of what you do and how it makes people feel and what they get out of it from that standpoint not the features of your product man that is so good so 
that, that's obviously things we've heard a yeah, yeah. billion times, right? Absolutely. And it takes forever to seek in. But yeah. I'll tell you, man, that for whatever reason, I don't know why this is. I think, man, honestly, I think it's because I don't need the the compensation that I get from coaching people. So I'm like, I'm doing it more as a passion type thing. I like helping people. I, they do have to pay me. We're not doing it for free. Right. But, man, I think because of that, I'm, I'm detached emotionally from, from if they choose to, you know, if they decide they want to do business with me or not. And the, the, the conversation goes, I do tell them what the, what, the, what the steak looks like. Hey, the steak is this. This is what the structure looks like. It's boom, 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 this, 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 this. But, man, the sales point, and this is the, just the truth, is that they don't have to feel alone. Because as entrepreneurs, it can be so lonely, especially if you're like, you know, like you may talk to your buddy who owns a business that's another service business, but it's not the same thing. So he's mm-hmm. dealing with similar challenges, but not the same ones. And so like my sales pitch, so to speak, if you want to talk about what I'm hammering home on, it is that, hey, you know what? People don't understand. Your family doesn't understand. Your friends don't understand. Your peers don't understand this. But you can talk to somebody who understands. You won't have to go through this alone. That is the freaking sale. And that's the truth, right? You know, like that's why we then get no coaches. No other guarantees. Yeah. I don't know that I'm going to change your business. I, know, I don't know that you'll make a million more dollars next year. Yep. I don't know that I don't have this massive effect and this life-changing revenue or expense piece of your business. But what I do know is I can make you where you don't feel alone. You're not going to feel like you're by yourself in I this have thing. some stuff we can talk about and work through. Every time we talk, it is yeah. amazing. But the truth of the matter is that that's what you know. What I say that's what most people, when people are looking for coaching, a lot of times that's yeah. what they're looking for. I just don't want to feel like I'm the only one making this decision. All the pressure's on me. I got I got a trusted mm-hmm. counsel to talk to. I don't feel like I'm making this decision alone. And so again, it's it's that has nothing to do with what the program is, yeah. right? That's kinda, just a feeling. We're yeah, transferring a feeling. Comes back to the tax side of things. I don't. I can't guarantee that I'm save you a bunch of money. Mm-hmm. Or I can't guarantee you're not going to owe any taxes. But I can make it fast and easy and stress-free for you. I can guarantee you you'll understand what's going on and like why things came out that way. And it's, it's just how people feel about it and uh, the feelings you're unloading from them and, and those negative things you're taking away and then the the understanding or the comfort of how they feel when it's done. Yeah. And I think that's that's a big piece to, to that. And then I'll go into another thing that I really like when you talk about like real action items. Uh, lots of mapping, lots of like really comparable to kind of 12-week year type process of different things, of goal setting. And then there's like the strategic, what I really liked a piece of is the strategic vision. But again, taking it to a level that this outside of just the black and white of you know, five years from now, like I, we had to take an hour and spend on what our life and business looks like five years from now and answer individual questions. There's the obvious stuff. What's my revenue? Like, what's my profit? Why isn't it higher? Some of those things. It, but then it goes into like what my team says about me, what my clients say about me, what my clients say about the business. Um, what's the community say it's it's getting into a bunch of different aspects of like what things look like what people say and a lot of the black and white behind it and you build out this strategic vision of mapping of about 15 different things and you compile that together and then it says okay i am here at a right now 
here's the answers to all these questions right now. Here's A. I want to be over here at B. So I got a big gap in where I'm at now and where I want to be to the answers to all these questions and my strategic vision of what my life looks like now and business versus what I want it to look like at this destination B. So there's a gap in the middle. What are the strategies and tactics that I can do every single day that take me closer to B? Like every single day, I got to work on something that takes me closer to B. And what we found, just like EOS, with our podcast with Chad Collins in the first 10 episodes, just like different aspects of 12-week year and things, you find what you thought was going to take you five years and seemed impossible happens in two or happens in a year. If you start doing some of these processes and strategies and really do the daily tactics and look at it from that way, things change way faster than you ever dreamed. Yeah, because if you're not focused on the main things, I think Pat Riley was the the main thing is to keep the main thing the main thing. Mm -hmm. If you're focused on the essential parts of your business, then you'll move faster. But it's really easy to get distracted with all the fires to put out, right? There's an employee issue, there's a client issue, there's something you didn't do, there's an audit, there's there's all these things. And so it can take our eyes off the prize, so to speak. So we cannot give away all 30-whatever pages of Sally Holder's secrets from the BRIM conference. But I got one final question for you that is applicable to our listeners. What did serial CFO Chad Brown learn at the BRIM conference? Is it called the BRIM conference? BRIM retreat. BRIM retreat. I'm sorry. I don't want to slander Beautiful it. Beautiful downtown Greenville. BRIM retreat. Everybody gets By flowers. Way, Greenville has changed a lot. Greenville it's, is an awesome city. It's a great Very, place. Very like, outdoorsy. Like, yeah. it, it's, People love Greenville. Impressed. For yeah. sure. It's good stuff. What did the serial CFO Chad Brown learn at the BRIM retreat that will be implemented at the Stronger Business Summit 2022? That'll make it stronger than it was last year. Oh, it's interesting you say that. I have an entire page. We haven't pre-rehearsed any of this stuff. We, we, people know. we haven't talked about any of these things. I have things an entire page right in my notes. I think it's page five on ideas I had for Stronger okay. Business and what I learned. Excited to hear them. Yeah, this is not scripted, and this is going to be very clunky because I'm just going through yeah, roll points it. and notes. Um, gosh, Sally done such a great job of this. We screwed this up. God almighty, in Stronger Business two years in a row. We talked about it, and we just never implemented it uh, for 2021. An opening speech on what to expect, what you're okay. going to get out of these three days, what you need to do to make this the most valuable for you. Here is what we're going to teach you. Here's how it's going to be life changing. Here's how you harness it. And here's what it is. Like that really like kick off of setting like, people at ease by setting the expectation. This is what's going to happen. And this is why this is valuable to you. And this is why these next three days are going to be awesome. It was really, really, really That's good. good. Um, lots of QR codes. I like that. Um, this is little stuff. Like she had a lot of like, gifts, like, GIFs, GIFs, what do you call it? I don't know. Oh, yeah, I know you're talking GIFs, about. GIFs, yeah, little yeah. things you text and people move and wave and yeah. cats do stuff and Tom Hanks on a boat. <laughs> hey, hey, <laughs> hey, Forrest, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. She had a lot of those Lieutenant in, like, Dan. The, in the yeah, videos. Yeah, it. Lieutenant Dan, yeah. <laughs> um, she had like a lot of those in like yeah. videos and slideshows and stuff. Stuff was moving and shaking and waving okay. and stuff. It was kind of cool. Yeah. Um, a lot about building the business of your dreams and a lot of stuff about that I really like that we don't really – do with strong we we're, we get away from that a little bit um the five minute breaks after each session after every speaker there's at least a five minute break 
all day long for three days. I think that's awesome. You always got to get up, get something to drink, you go to the bathroom, you can talk to people, it gives better networking. I really like that. Um, I really liked having the question and answer part of it. Like it's an interview style. I don't think I would do it for the entire Stronger Business Summit, mm-hmm. but having some furniture on stage and doing some interview style, kind of like we did with Ryan Serhan. Yeah, like I thought that was great. Um, I think that's awesome. Getting my we idea, don't we way. don't get the audience. I, I agree. You executed it really we well, though. You I, did a good I, job. I, I, I set I you mean, up to shine, though. Ten, brother. Ten. You killed like, it. I crushed it. One of those it questions was, so was mine. Uh, <laughs> questions from a lot of people. It was good. It's easier with a smaller audience of a hundred than what we have with. 600 or whatever number at the Stronger Business Summit, getting the audience involved. Yeah. We don't, we don't do that. Our speakers don't specialize in that. Sally spent a lot of time going through things with speakers before they showed up. So there's a lot of like rehearse and prep and knowing what they were going to talk about, knowing who the audience is, knowing the angle and direction. Sally wanted it to go, not just saying, hey, you're a speaker, have at it for an hour. I thought that was really good. Um, I thought that was really cool. Uh, let's see here. Making sure we, God, this is our brand. This is what we do. This is, you know, every podcast. Making sure, and this just, this wasn't anything I picked up there other than it gave me time to brainstorm and think. Every speaker at Stronger Business Summit has to have a freaking max out moment. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Got to have a max out moment yeah. for every yeah. speaker. And um, I got some other notes, but that's kind of some highlights there of uh, what can help level up Stronger Business Summit, make it stronger, some things I learned. Um, and there's also, honestly, like anything, if you're uh, an attendee at something, you see a few things that you're like, oh, I, I, I wouldn't want to do that. Um, all in all, this thing was amazing, awesome, transformational, life-changing. But I also did see a few things like, oh, I wouldn't, I don't want to do that at Stronger Business Summit, but I do want to do some of these things or have some of these ideas. Well, it's interesting, too, as you're saying that, Chad, it makes me think about our recent episode with Alex Oliveira. And he talked about when you have a business that one of the things that's smart for you to do when you're marketing against your competitors is find out what your competitors are, what what are they offering? What are they really good at? Uh, where are they good where you need to be good? And where are they good where you're like, yeah, that's not my really, that's not my cup of tea. And so obviously you're, we're not, Stronger Business Summit is not a, is not competing with the Brim Retreat. But for you, as you were there being a participant and getting a lot out of it, you're still able to look at it as like, okay, what can I learn from the Brim Retreat that has nothing to do with what the, in, the intended learning is from the Brim Retreat? This is what, how are they doing this and how can I take what can I take away from this retreat that we can apply to make the stronger business stronger? And what are some things they're doing? Like, now nah, that wouldn't fit. That's great here. Mm-hmm. But it would. It, I like that you walked in with that perspective. You had a, whether, I don't know if you walked in with that question already to ask or if it's something within you at the event said, oh, you know what? What do I like and what do I not like? That Or what can I learn here that I can take back? Say, we can implement this. This wouldn't work for us. And so I think it's really cool that you did that. And I would encourage anybody to do that, right? So if you have something that two things that that Chad specifically that you did here with the Brim Retreat that I would encourage people to do, one is to evaluate people that are in your space or or in a similar space. See what you can learn from them. They may be doing some things again that you can get tremendous value from. And even if it doesn't, you don't take that exact idea. You may take a variation of it, or it may inspire you to think about something a little differently that you can implement to make your business uh, stronger. That's definitely one thing. Second thing, and again, huge kudos to you. Most people, I don't know a whole lot of people that'd be willing to do what you did <laughs> by going as the only guy to a entrepreneur or to a women's entrepreneur retreat. So get outside your comfort zone. 
Uh, Chad, is, he's, he's been a good leader in regards to this. I mean, you can't get stronger if you're not willing to challenge yourself and, and get yourself out of your comfort zone. So kudos to you, my man, for uh, doing something doing something different, doing something that was a challenge, doing something, again, obviously removed you from your comfort zone. Uh, I think it probably made you stronger. What do you think? Oh, it, tremendously stronger. It made me stronger. It made my business stronger. It's going to make me – it's going to make my life stronger. It's going to make the Stronger Business Summit stronger. Like, just going and learning and exposing yourself to being open-minded, to get better, to grow, to get stronger. I mean, we made some drastic decisions. I mean, we made some other decisions, too, of, like, some businesses to get rid of and some things to take off our plate because it's they're not in our five-year model. If it's not in my five-year model, why in the hell are we doing it? Yeah. And so, yeah, I just encourage – I don't know, even if it's not a good fit, even if it's probably not your market or your your industry. I mean, I'm a dude at a female entrepreneur conference, and I'm some dude with 10 businesses showing up to a female entrepreneur conference or retreat in Greenville. Like, that's yeah. so, like, out of the box and doesn't seem like a good fit. But because I was exposing myself to the time and energy to get stronger and to think and absorb and figure things out and get around other people – uh, doing those same things, it's it's truly life changing, and that's that's the way I felt the very first business conference I went to. That's the way I feel at Stronger Business Summit. That's the way I feel at retreats. Um, I don't know. I've, I man, it's it's so, I it's so ridiculous how much value I find in business education and coaching and summits and retreats now. Like the amount of money. I am so cheap on that stuff. I still kind of somewhere in the back of my mind think half of it's crap. If you just spent the time doing that, you did doing your work, you'd probably be more successful. But I am like such a bought-in believer right now. I'm spending so much money on stuff like that, mm-hmm. and it's worth every penny. And It's an investment in yourself. You if know? you're not doing it, you're just really selling yourself short. And Absolutely. that's crazy for me to say because I still got this accountant in me that's like, what are you doing spending this much money on coaching well, or consulting? Or if you're willing to learn and implement summits or retreats, coaching and conferences, that, that is the man, shortcut. That's the hack. Yeah. It really is because you're, you're removing yourself from your everyday. You're giving other people an opportunity to speak in. And, again, you'll, you'll take some, you'll leave some. But if what you take, you implement It'll make an exponential difference. My excuse was always, what in the hell do they know about my business? Some attorney in Greenville switched to business coach don't have any damn idea how to run a tax office doing 4,000 returns of all different aspects of clients and managing 15 employees. There's no way she can help me. Like She don't know what I deal with every day. That was my mindset, and boy, was I wrong. Like just having somebody to talk to, having somebody to run stuff by, having an unbiased opinion of somebody, and boy, how it starts connecting in a lot of different ways. You just needed some people to cry with, man. You hadn't had that recently. All right, final question for you. Did you give or get any phenomenal hair tips (laughs) while you're at the brim retreat? Your hair looks stellar today, man. It looks good. All right, this is the crazy part and the one downside to going to – a women's-based entrepreneur retreat. Josh, I'll be honest. I probably had the worst hair there. Did you? Was it? Yeah. I mean, you'd see my hair is kind of the yeah. Know, it's it's kind the of highlight. My, my stick. It's kind yeah. of my brand. 
I was out of my league there, Well, brother. you're just out of your comfort zone, buddy. You go back next year, hey, don't let it happen again next year. I was though. way underdressed, and my hair was way underdone. Not next year, though. Oh, no, I'm ready for you next year. Got your Johnny Mac suit. Oh, You'll get your hair care done, bro. You'll yeah. You'll be good. You'll be ready. You'll be stronger. Whole different, whole different Absolutely deal. stronger. All right, guys. So, as we said, we are super vulnerable on this stuff. We don't say we don't claim to have all the answers. We feel like we ask some pretty decent questions half the time and that we actually have a few good answers, I think, every now and then. I think so. But do us a favor. At least what not to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, oh, learn from their mistakes. Dear God. Um, here's the deal. If you get something out of this podcast, I'm, we don't we don't ask for favors. We much. don't ever ask. We, we don't do, do this. We got to do a better job We should that. be better. We got to get stronger. Yeah, follow us, share this, like it. I'm going to give us three friends. Do something. Like, let's challenge some people to do something. Yeah, real specific. Here's the stronger challenge for we're this putting a lot episode. of time in this. We ain't making no money. So <laughs> we need all the help we can get. We got a lot of fun. This is a hobby, if nothing else. Give us a review. If you get something out of this podcast, give us a review wherever you listen to the podcast. If it's Spotify, if it's Apple Podcasts, I don't even know how many places there are. But uh, give us a review and be honest with it. You know, if it's if it's one star. Actually, you're, a, you're an idiot. I'm tired of hearing yeah, your problems. That's, that's fun. fun. That's fun. Or if you're Tell like, hey, Josh you has way better hair, you can even put that on there. Even if you got an idea for a podcast. That's hey, fine. I thought we should talk about this. Or I got a question. Can you answer this on the podcast? Yeah. So right now, Whatever you will help us is. grow strong. Right now. Right by giving now, us a review. You got your phone in your hand, your pocket. It's within a two feet of you. I know it. Yeah. Even if you're on the treadmill right I now, clumsily it. go after that's it. Right. But give us a review. Help us grow stronger. And until... Next time, my friends, grow stronger. If you enjoyed this episode of the Stronger Business Podcast, be sure to leave us a review and share it with a friend. You can find us online to connect at strongerbusiness.com or on Instagram and Facebook at Stronger Business. We look forward to hearing from you and we'll see you at the summit.